are back at the Renovating Riches Radio Part Two. As you can see, I did not shower or change. No, it's it, it's, it's been, been a week. week. It's been it's a week. Kind of, same kind of smelly around here. Same yeah. shirt, same everything, same venue. Uh, but yeah, it's a Different brand new beer. Year. <laughs> we're still here at Chevrolet Bar because we have our event tonight, and we're gonna continue our conversation with Mr. Ray Sasser. This is Part Two. Part Two. Um, yes. So Ray, it, it, Ray was uh, on the last episode, he was talking about how do you make money on the front end, middle, and the back end. Yeah, and he got me confused, so we had to step back, bring uh, an example of how to do this, and this is, this is Ray Sasser, people. I mean, if, if you have never heard him, this is the real Ray Sasser, where he speaks out stuff that you'll never ever believe can be done, or, I mean, it's just overwhelming all the knowledge that this gentleman that I have on my left-hand side. And that he's not afraid of sharing, which yeah, is the beautiful yeah. thing about it, right? Um, he's very, uh, he, he actually lives in a very abundant mentality, because uh, he shares a lot. Um, he it helps, always comes back. It always comes back, One yeah. way or the other. He helps a lot of people. He's got a lot of students uh, that go around with him and flip houses and whatnot. And and, I want to yeah. tell people to, um, Charles kind of, goaded me or dared me the other day but I was telling him how when I got started I was like as kind of an introvert but I it was hard for me to go and network and talk to people and some people it's just like you know easiest thing in the world natural yeah yeah so I look back and I think about the people that helped me I mean they would answer my phone calls and they would tell me how to do things and set things up and Charles, I told Charles that I wanted to give back, and we came up with a deal where it's probably going to be Sunday early because that's really the only time I, I don't have anything really committed. But we're going to start taking calls like a couple hours every Sunday, like in 15 or 20-minute segments. So it's not a coaching thing. I do coaching. This won't be coaching. But if somebody has like a real estate issue or they have a question or they have... So basically what he's telling me is, well, no, you call on Sundays, Ricardo. You know, it's a preaching. <laughs> that is the day that I take the phone calls for your questions, okay? It's going to be the Houston Real Estate Investing Hotline. Hotline. <laughs> but, it, but, like, I once had to call Dykes Botiford because I was trying to figure out how to set up an LLC in a special way. And he just said, call me anytime, Ray. And he he's a busy guy, and he spent 20 minutes. And 20 minutes was even a lot more than I really needed because I needed to know, like, what do you do? How do you do it? Why do you do it? We went through it figured it out and moved on and it's people like Dykes and Jack Miller and Peter Fortunato and Merv Lowe and uh, uh, Richard Nugent and guys like that I look back to and which by the way you need to go find these people if they're in your hometown make sure you connect with them you know tell them Ray mentioned on the Renovating Riches radio podcast and you're there to learn or whatnot have something to bring to them I don't care if it's cookies or a cake or I don't know. But I don't, don't need no food. Don't bring me any but, food. But don't come, don't come in and try to take from the person that's going to teach you something or show you how to do something and don't add any value to them because that's a taker and, and in this business yeah, you got to right be both it. ways. Yeah. Um, well, and, and this, is, this is truly no strings attached. But remember it's not because we do do coaching but this is not going to be coaching and don't don't even think of it like that but if you're in a deal you're negotiating something or you're trying to figure out how to set it up we'll 
we'll let that's going to be set up in the next week or two. I'll send it to you, and maybe you can let people know. But it's it's only troubleshooting. And I'll tell you what I would do. I'll tell you what documents. Don't ask me to send you my subject to documents and stuff or my package. But I'll tell you attorneys that are good at doing subject twos, or I'll tell you make what sure book you, to you read get that on getting ready to pay the yeah. attorney, right? Yeah, or what book to get if you want to learn land trust or how to do LLCs. I'll I'll tell you what my personal experience of doing hundreds and hundreds of transactions has been. So, and that's going to be Sunday. I'm thinking Sunday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. That way I still can spend. Oh, stuff. so you got to wake up early. And, oh yeah. And oh man, yeah. I will not be calling them because. <laughs> No, I'm not your Formula One races at that time. I mean, no, I, yeah. <laughs> no, if you're calling from seven to nine, you're serious, and I don't, I don't want to deal with people who are. Right, my on. Formula One <laughs> races are between seven and nine. It's like, okay, I need to record this thing on a DVR so I can call them and ask questions. Anyways, let's get back to making money, man. So, okay. so you you talked about on the last episode, you talked about making money on the front end. Right. On the middle end and on the back end. And right. we talked about this little property we got in the middle of the boondocks, like you call it, uh, in Rye, Texas, uh, just so you know. If you're looking for an owner finance uh, property, Ray's got a pretty good one on his hands right now. That he's <laughs> just locked up with us. Uh, we are the wholesalers. He is the investor this time. Right. Okay? Um, he saw the value on it. The good thing is when he went to look at the property, the lady wasn't smoking weed on it. And it was actually nice to walk around. Not like the first time I went, where I actually got to see that and a few other things uh, that Ray didn't get to enjoy. I'm pretty uh, sure in enjoy, 35 did you use the word enjoy? No, I went in and out as, well, as fast as I could. Oh, I was just looking for structural issues, right? Right, right. How's the foundation? And that's when I realized this is the best foundation on a pyramid property that I have seen in my entire life. It I'm pretty sure is. in 35 years, Ray can tell us about weird stuff you've seen. Oh, he told I've, me the yeah. same thing. He saw the foundation and he said, man, they really did this good. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, structural-wise, it's good. But Dennis brings up a good point. When you're out in the field and you're meeting people, it's, there's some amazing things you see. And sometimes I try to go home and tell my wife things. You just learn. You can learn about and life. So, and sometimes you, you don't want to tell level. your wife. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you want to hold back a little bit on we, we, what you seen, saw that day. We've come across some ladies that, yeah, you, you walk into a house, you're like, whoa, what happened here? Yeah, I remember <laughs> one, one day we went to the city's property. Um, I'm not going to mention any names or anything. But this good-looking lady comes out, and, um, you know, she's wearing a mini skirt. She's she was showing her attributes a little more than a <laughs> than, than friendly. <laughs> she wanted to sell the house and something else. And anyways, house was clean. It was a, actually now a, I know why your wife goes with you. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it was, was a, it was a double white. You know that day it was uh, Dennis and one of our private lenders and myself. We were riding around, you know, looking at property. And we, we're, we're there and we see the kid and her son and blah, blah, and she's showing us the property. But then I, I go, in, go in the main and the master bedroom. And when I go in the master bedroom, I'm like, oh my goodness, what happened here? I mean, she just had a display of thongs and toys and high heels and... And I'm just like... It, it looked like a Victoria's Secret slash... No, it uh, looked like the... Uh, uh, adult uh, store, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was a mix of that, right? And I, I looked at all of that, and then I'm like, oh my God, what, what is going on here, right? So then I come out, and Dennis and, and Barry, 
they were done watching the rest of the property. And then I go, what guys, do you mean you, they stayed in the room? No, no. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I left the room and I said, guys, you need to go out and check the, the master. They're like, for what? You already saw that. And I was like, no, no, no. You really need to go out and check that out. Because, you know, I know they're going to have a crack out of it, right? And they're like, I, I don't understand. I said, like, dude, just go check the master bedroom. And then they go in and they just both come out red, you know, just, just <laughs> laughing. And, and then the lady's like, oh, you have a, such a beautiful car. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm buying your property today. We made an offer, um, but uh, it was to her parents, actually. Her dad was the one selling yeah, the property. Anyways, the property. let's go back but to But that's the kind of stuff you get yourself into, right, when you're doing this business. Uh, so making money on the front end, the middle end, and the back end. It's cool, right, on... What does this particular deal that, by the way, I would say 90% of buyers will pass on because the house is in the middle of nowhere. Um, they don't like the way it smells or maybe they see that the roof is, needs to be changed or whatnot. Uh, structural wise, it's okay, but they, they start looking at all the negatives instead right. of looking at the positives, right? How would you how would you make this deal a slam dunk? Well, because it's in the country, it, to me the only option I mean I mean really in the country, the only option is to owner finance as your exit mm -hmm. strategy. You just have to make it desirable and, and where somebody wants it enough that they'll owner finance it. The majority of people when they buy something uh, in that price range, they're worried about their monthly payments. So we gotta be the masters of understanding income stream. Right. Once you once you have an income stream, people can buy pieces of that income stream. Your partners can be a part yep. of that income stream. So great. Can you? Okay. Let's go back. I'm lost. Okay. What do you mean by that? Okay. Well, an income stream is basically a, a amount of dollars over amount of time. Okay. So if so I, on this case, I sold him. Because this is all I did. I'm not really wholesaling a house. I'm wholesaling a loan as attached to a house. I created a loan already. Right. When, mm -hmm. or we did, because you were part of it, right? I was just the architect behind it. But I negotiated a down payment, enough money for him to move out, and enough money to catch up on taxes, all right? And then I said, look, how would you like to structure this deal to where you get paid off in 38 months? Okay, yes. And this but, is 500 bucks, right? So I got a loan now that he agreed to. He's like, yeah, I'll take that all day long. That's what really makes it attractive on that particular problem. And let me explain that. So you did $500 a month for 38 months. The longer the income stream goes out, the better the deal is for us. Right. Because the, if we take the present value and discount it by a yield of say 7% over that 38 months, that changes the present value. So if it's five, and I'm gonna make this up, if I had my calculator in front of me and we had the time, I'd tell you the exact numbers. But if you take 19, um, uh, 38 months at $500 a month, that's 19,000. Yeah. Well, the, if you discount that by 7%, I'm gonna guess, and I'm, correct me y'all late if you want, but we can figure out the exact numbers. But that's basically 19,000, right? We mm -hmm. discount it by, say I borrowed the money from somebody at 7%. Well, for that time frame, that might be, it might be really in today's dollars, I might be paying 15,000. Mm -hmm. Now, if he would have done that instead of 38 months, no, was, no, no, no. what it's did that, I say? It's yes. not that. 
Yeah, so you, you, need, to, you need to crack the present value you, formula. Yeah, right. you got to put it in a financial calculator, but say it's sixteen or seventeen thousand okay. dollars. So instead of nineteen, because you did it, I'm really paying sixteen or seventeen. Yep. Well, two things happen right there. One is if you would have went to instead of thirty-eight, double that to seventy-six. Well, that sixteen thousand present value would have really been twelve thousand. Right. If you'd have went that to a hundred, it'd have been like five thousand. Okay. But it doesn't really matter because there's two other things that I know are working. One is with the five hundred dollar a month payment, because I asked you to say, look, don't make the first one due for ninety days. Yeah, okay? I said that's no problem. So, so there's good likelihood I'll never take a payment out of my pocket. I'll make cash flow two or three hundred dollars a month just on cash flow, mm -hmm. minimum. Okay, so that's good enough to do it. So I, I'm in right there. You got me. You got me right there. I got so, you a high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm in. But the other thing I know in these circumstances, when you said the person has a, you know, I could just tell by meeting the person, I sized them up. The odds of me having that go full term are like yeah. less than 1%. Yeah, because you're going to be able to renegotiate. So I'm going to read Hold on, hold on. I want to take it step by step because people don't get it. If I don't get it, most people won't get it. Why you say that? You, I mean, you went, saw the seller, and you saw something. Well, he that was qualifying the seller just like I did on the first time. Right. right? So, just now, don't get me wrong. Mean, what do you this mean when you say that you probably have to renegotiate down the road? He's no. not going to be able to wait oh, no. the, 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 let, let, the let, 30. Let, let's cut it right here. I don't usually allow my buyer to go meet with a seller. Okay? I don't. Right. That's, that to me is not, that's not how we do it. Uh, that's not for us a standard uh, operating procedure. Right. We keep them. A far apart. No, it's smart. The only reason I did that with you is because I trust you. That's it. Right. Th there is no other, there is a trust factor. So I would say, okay, let's bring Ray, let him size him because now he's going to go and understand who he's dealing with as far as making right. payments, as far as renegotiate, because he's going to go back and renegotiate. All I'm doing is setting a loan, a yeah. loan that a bank, so then the owner is a bank, okay? The seller is the bank, yes. The seller is the bank. So Ray thinks He'll, that after five, six payments, won't even last that long. Really? Yeah. Okay. After two or three payments, yeah. he's gonna go desperate and say, "Dude." He's gonna say, "Ray, can you give me five thousand? Right. I might even say, "Look, I got five thousand. How much of a discount will you give me?" And I if get I, it. and if I give him five thousand, he gives me a discount of eight thousand. My yield on that five thousand might be twenty five percent. Right. So I'm getting a yield on that. So if He's, for example, if he had lazy IRA money or whatever, I might say, "Why don't here's you a chance to make it?" And I might just say that, like, I don't even want the, I don't even want the spread. You know, I might, if he did it at say 12 percent, and then I would get the difference of 12 between 12 and 25, which would be a 13 percent. So I could keep some of that discount I earned by prepaying, say half of it, but I might just give the whole thing to him because he might be my next private lender. And I'll say. Come on into this, see how it works, get a feel for it. He, he's talking about another lender getting involved in the transaction. What do you call yeah. lazy IRA money? money? Well, right Somebody now. Somebody else got 20, 30 grand. And most custodians in the country, there's there's trillions of dollars in IRA money mm -hmm. right now. So, And one of the things you said you wanted to talk about was inherited Roth IRA. Nobody gets that, very few people. Um, but lazy money right now, if you've got your money sitting in an IRA account, which a lot of people do, they're earning less than 1% on that money. Yes. So they, they are hungry to do something with it. 
Plus, not only are they hungry, they want to just, how can I get into something, right? Make sure I don't lose my shirt, but then also get an understanding of how it works. And when you, if you bring, nurture those people along, show them how it works, show them how you got your values. The next thing you know, those people are saying, okay, I get it. You can do two or three, then they're ready to write big checks when you need mm -hmm. them. And so to me, this is a little deal, but it's it's the same whether it's, it's big or little. It's the entry door to a whole it, right. bigger, it, and, it, that's how we got a bunch of properties. Like, Cause we, we have a house that we contracted and then we're like, okay, do we wholesale it? Do we flip it? Do we keep it for rental? Do we, right. Do we own or finance it? So we start going through all the all the different checks. Right. But right. you have a property, and once you have a property and you have a deal, then a bunch of different doors open up, right? Uh, like the ones we're doing, uh, bought an RV no, store. No, no, yeah, so, yeah. Right? I, I understand. I'm, I'm just... But he's looking I, at I'm, it from I'm a get, perspective of money. I'm, I'm getting in the position of our listeners, what questions they might be asking or... Well, something, I mean, I, for years I'd asked Peter Fortunato why, what to do in a certain situation. And he never gave me the answer I expected him to say. Well, what it turns out was what Peter was doing was telling me about the deal after the deal. And I was, I was what most people do is they focus on this one deal and they don't realize this is a pad full of deals. And if you can just master this one deal, you got all these deals. They're all yours. So we want to master these things. We, we want to look at what's the deal after the deal. How do I set this up? If you get, you don't, a person doesn't need, for example, uh, a lot of sources of money. They just need two or three good sources of money. If you look at the real estate game in general, you got to have good, ready, available money. You got to have good, ready, available deals. And you got to have, be able to turn that in into performance because that property is not performing. So you got to make that, we got to create performance, we got to have the lead, and then we've got to have the money. And so if I can put, every time I can put these pieces together, I'm going to get paid. And just like y'all, same with y'all. You can put the buyer, the property, the asset management, or the property management together, put the lead together, put the money together, you're going to make money. So you want to include people in this process as much as possible. So basically, the deal. The, uh, what I'm taking out of this is that the deal doesn't have to end at the closing table at the title company. No. There's a plethora of other money-making opportunities that follow yes. that closing. Right. Because I'll make more money with a partner than I ever would with that house. So if you can bring partners along, just like you said, look, I want to establish a relationship with you, Ray. I want to know that you're a ready, willing buyer. Well, then when that property comes along, you say, that's Ray's or that's his. Yeah, there's no, no, nothing you, to wonder about. Yeah. I know he, he's a buyer that performs at that particular property, right? Um, so if I size something up that is going to be down Ray's alley, why would I... You know, uh, we got 10 minutes, so why would I... Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, dude, I'm trying to be discreet here. You saw me, right? I'm like, and he goes out, all right, we got 10 minutes. We got 10 minutes, guys, so you guys better take notes right now because what he's showing you right now is uh, pretty uh, pretty good stuff, man. Because most people, so the flipper, what's his deal? Oh, I got to buy it at 70% minus repairs. I got to fix it up, and then I got to sell it at retail. And boom, that's it. I watch HGTV. I want to flip the house and got rich, right? On one deal. Yeah. 
but what he didn't realize is he ended up working for the IRS. He ended up working for the lender. Title company. Title the company, lender, the wholesaler, the whole nine yards, right? Yeah. And, and you're so deep into that game that anytime somebody says, I want more money, you have to write them a check. On owner finance, you're, you're virtually in control of the whole process. It's much more, or it's much less sophisticated. It's a much better way to do True business. story, what you just said, Ray. Uh, we had this wonderful property in uh, Richmond. Brick home, built in 2014, subject to. Right. Um, we closed on it with like 10 grand, uh, maybe 10 to 12 with the title and all that. We tried to wholesale it. And we were like, look guys, here's this property. ARV is like 200 to 220, depending on, right. you know, the cycle of the market at that point. All you need is $30,000 to get in it. It's got a 3.7% interest uh, loan on it. Underlying loan. Underlying loan on it. For, I think it were was Were you what? able to wholesale it? No. no. Nobody picked it up. Nobody right, did. You're describing a deal that I did like, probably eight years ago. We did that. We did that deal. We put 5,000 in it. The people turned around. We turned around and owner financed it. Uh, and the owner came in and put $30,000 down. Exactly what we had in it. So, Oh, this one is even better. Yeah, so exactly what we had in it. And so then we did a wrap and we got we're no cash within three months, no cash out of pocket. So we had that three month period where we needed the cash. That's that's where having partners that understand this and say, well, can I get a percentage? Or what if what if um, uh, they could get the tax write-offs and you you let them have the tax write-offs like they're high income people. So we took that, it was 30,000, by the way, that deal went out on a large network three times. And on the third time I saw it and I said, well, I'll do the deal. And we did the deal, we put up 30,000, we sold it with 30,000 down, we created $50,000 in equity in the note, mm -hmm. and we had a 5% spread. Well, if you do the math on hours, those yeah, I think it's a, even sweet. It, it, it's very similar because yeah. we don't have 5% spread, we have probably, we have a 3.2 percent 3.2% on 200,000 is 6,000 a year, 500 a month. That's but, right. But we got, I mean, the we, end, we ended up selling, you know, we ended up wrapping the, the underlying note with the new note, at seven percent, but they brought twenty thousand dollars, twenty twenty-three thousand yeah, dollars. So if you so could have kept we made money already when we closed. Right. We're making money every month. The note, the underlying note, has twenty-four years left. We made a note for thirty. So Is the last y'all created a note. Yes. yes. Created a first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we're you would have been we're... better. Yeah. So you lost. You lost. Uh, how much was that note for? Which the, one? the new rep? No, the old one that you paid the, off. The old one. So you lost forty. You lost four hundred dollars a month by getting the new loan. If you could have kept that old loan in place. No, no, we kept no, the no, old no. Loan. The loan is in place. Oh, the original. It's a wrap. Oh, okay. It's a wrap. Oh, I it's a wrap. said you replaced it. Oh, no, you. Oh, on the we, wrap it was. We, we wrapped the underlying. Yeah, yeah the original loan is at three point seven. We wrapped it for seven percent. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so we created four sixty thousand dollars worth of equity. So you got seven percent on sixty thousand and three per three point three percent, three point seven percent on one hundred and sixty. Right. Yeah, that's the same deal we did. 
and and people don't get it. They don't understand. And let me tell you, you know what? You know what? Ninety nine percent of the people didn't. Why ninety nine percent of people didn't do it? This is the power. This, this is the most important thing we can talk about. Ninety nine percent notes. Ninety nine percent of people didn't do it because they didn't have that partner that could put the thirty thousand right. up. If they'd had that partner, they could have put the thirty thousand up. I, and I think on our, on our case, most people didn't do it because they didn't understand the deal. They didn't understand the area. Uh, but I was like, guys, yeah, you're getting a loan attached <laughs> to a beautiful home. Right. That's what you're getting. With no personal liability. None whatsoever. Right. I mean, I was like, good Lord. What, what yeah, so we, we tried to wholesale it. No one will take it. So we ended up getting the money that we needed to uh, restate the loan. And I guess I'm going to have to take y'all stuff out of my spam list and start paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> we get joking. good stuff, right? So, I know. You know. I know. I do. Every time I look at it, it's good. We get good stuff. And we actually got, I think it's six or seven deals right now. About six, yeah. And we were a little depressed this morning because, like, man, we're only down to like six or seven deals. We usually have now from 10 to 20 at any given moment, um, which for the most part, we want to take on most of them, okay? Right. We are like you. We like keeping deals. We like right. the long term cash flow, owner financing, the rentals. Right. Uh, we don't enjoy the rentals as much because uh, even though we rehab the properties right, it, they, de they still demand some of our time. And we are on a transition to where we really want to automate things. Um, and that's why we're getting into the RV and boat storage uh, syndications, which, if you, by the way, if you want to talk to us about that, hit us up. Uh, we'll let you know how that works. But we're transitioning from the flip business into that because we believe it's a lot less uh, time intensive and less contractor um, what do you call that? Uh, contractor um, intensive. intensive. Yeah. So, anyways, guys. Yeah, like Saturday, I was figuring out a garage door opener that's not working at one of our rentals. And, you know, Saturday, going out to Bay City to figure out. So, while him and I were drinking and having a good time. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so, I'm the public relationships guy. Dennis is the guy that's like the, the worker. The figure it out. Um, hey, I was like that, Dennis, a lot. I still, but, I still get sucked into that every once in a while. But I'm, I'm going to pick this up real quick from your hands, Ray, because we were supposed to talk about inherited, inherited Roth IRAs, land trust, partnerships, and LLCs. And we we and didn't touch to one of them. We're talking about <laughs> deals that we're doing right now. So, by the way, Ray, thank you so much for, you, uh, for having uh, sharing your wisdom. It's always a pleasure. And if you come across Ray, make sure you talk to him. You say hi and absorb some of that knowledge. We have to shut it down because people are showing up to our event here in uh, in Katy. Today is going to be pretty interesting. Ray is going to be talking about rehabbing. So. If you are in the Katy area or the surrounding areas, make sure you come check us out. It's on the second Monday of the month. Uh, it is the one that we will continue to, uh, to push forward. And Ray, thank you so much again. We thank appreciate you. We appreciate all the knowledge and wisdom that you share with us all the time. Guys, you need to connect with Ray Sasser. He is by far one of the most knowledgeable people that you can find in this real estate business in the Houston area. What did you say OG was? OG, he's the OG, original gangster, man. So, <laughs> original gangster. Uh, he shared like you know a subscribe. I heard, I heard there's a thing called the Dixie Mafia. 
in Texas. Have you heard of that? No. The Dixie what? I am definitely not a part the, of it. Well, the house I looked at, the Dixie Mafia, apparently one of the Dixie Mafia guys was the owner, and they did all the gambling and stuff in Texas 15, 20 years ago. Oh, we got a buddy of us that was in the gambling stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah. We can probably, we can ask, probably him. ask him I love what Texas the Dixie history. map is. That's how he made his money and now he's investing in real estate. I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you know what you're talking about. Guys, have a great weekend. Have a great day. Whatever whatever you listen to this. Um, this is Renovating Richards Radio Podcast. Find us on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, whatever. Make sure you collect, uh, connect with Ray on, on uh, Facebook. He's not really that... Facebook uh, oriented, but when he does, he actually says good things on it. So I, no, I, really? I, I love the picture he put about his wife putting some nails or something in yeah. a treehouse. Yeah, working on a treehouse. So. You saw that? <laughs> of yeah, course. Yeah, we all saw it. <laughs> we know who works <laughs> and who's directing. So, anyways, y'all have a great day and uh, be blessed. Bye. Thanks. Bye.